Welcome to the Men's Business Podcast. This is co-host Chris Solfer, and on today's episode, Daryl and I interviewed Jared of Krav Maga Defense Institute. Jared shares a bit about his mental health journey, his experience with men's groups, the power of vulnerability, and the importance of finding healthy outlets to express yourself. Our next workshop is on Saturday 18th Feb at his gym, and you can purchase your ticket online through the link in our bio on Instagram, at men's underscore underscore business. And for more info, head to our website, www.mensbusiness.com.au. Hope you enjoyed the episode. So yeah, we'll just sort of introduce yourself and you know why you've gotten into want to help helping men with mental health etc um i guess give if as much as you're comfortable give a bit about your history and you know you've done podcasts you know what they're like yeah yeah um all right my, my name's jared um i'm a self-defense Kravinger instructor for the last bit over a decade um i've over the last few years, I've been more and more active and interested in, I guess, helping with men's mental health, anything. So like a workshop or a podcast or any way that I can. And that comes from myself needing that uh, and not being able to find it. So by, by putting myself out there and sort of providing that service that I've needed and, you know, I guess over the last couple of years, it's gotten a bit more um prevalent you know there is a bit more talk about it but prior to that there was nothing you were on your own um which was it's always been hard to not only deal with but you know comfortable enough to to ask for help or to to even go looking for help you know looking for like a men's group or you know uh, sitting down with a bunch of mates and having a chat, like just to being able to, to open up that conversation. It, it was a always a chat. hard thing to do. Um, and so now, you know, every now and then you can see like a group like yourselves or there'll be, there'll be a few others around, um, but they are still hard to find. You have to do a, a fair bit of digging through, you know, Google or Facebook or whatever and go, is there a group I can go to? That's, that's something that's not, it's not AA. It's not like a, it's not a Christian group. Like you try to find a men's health group that's not religious based, um, you know, and that works for some people. But for me, I have no interest in that. So I found it very hard to find anything uh, where I can go, hey, can I just come along and have a chat? Just me, regular person, not through an organization or not signing up to something or just, you know, feeling comfortable enough to do that. So I put myself out there and, and to be able to, to then create my own, uh, I guess, areas where guys can feel comfortable to just come out, hit some stuff, have a chat um, without it being, hey, we're all blokes and this is tough and let's fucking have a drink and just... Just a place to just, I guess, have a feel comfortable to have a chat or not, come, not even have a chat. Just come and let other people talk and sit there in the corner and be quiet and feel no pressure to, to talk. Um, yeah, there is that but, element of just even being in that environment where men are opening up because, as you said, being such a hard thing to find, it's, I think, the initial step for blokes is is the difficult part of saying okay i should go to this i should get help i should admit that i'm vulnerable yep and that's hard i mean i mean we've all got i'm assuming this is a generalization 
we've all got a whole bunch of friends that are, hey, give me a call. You need to help. Give me a call anytime. You know, like, you know, if you're in trouble and you've said it, like we've all said it to our friends. Like, hey, I'm here for you. Give me a call. And it's not that it's an empty comment or an empty uh, offer, um, but it kind of is because, well, what if they do call? Or when you're in that position and you need to call, it's like, yeah, yeah, cool, glad. Like, I've got heaps of free. I can call Daryl anytime. Uh, I can call Chris anytime. That's all good. Uh, I know that they're there, but I'm not going to do it. Like, you, know, it's so hard. And I've done it once. I've called a mate of mine. Um, and that conversation went, you said I could call anytime. I don't know what to do from here. I called. He answered. Yeah. You know? And I'm just like, um, what now? Because I'd never done that before. So I'm like, I basically <laughs> said, I'm calling. I'm not good. I don't know where this goes from here. Like, how does this conversation go? I'm calling a mate saying I needed to call a mate. And he just let me talk. You know, he, he was, he's really good. Um, he works with mental health, uh, which is why I called him. And he just sort of opened up some avenues for me to just be able to talk and start letting some stuff out while, I'm, while I was just going for a walk. Um, but that's hard. It's hard to make that phone call that, you know, everyone has always said, call me anytime. And then when that time comes, that's hard to press that dial button and go, uh, and it's not calling lifeline. It's not calling, you know, the 24-hour suicide assistance things. It's just calling a mate and going, I, I'm not good and I don't know how to have that conversation. I don't. Big time, big time. Yeah. As, I think as, I'm, sorry to cut you off there, but like I, I, I totally resonate with that. And I think a lot of guys and this – I think it could be due to conditioning, you know, harden up whatever you're dealing with, like just man up and deal with it. Um, but I've, I've had been in that same position as well, where you just kind of suffer in silence and yeah. um, to circle back to what you're saying, you know, these men's groups, like they're, they're more common these days, but they're still, like you said, hard to come by. But I think in what you said before, I just kind of want to circle back to that is that, you know, when, when men do come to these things, they're not, they're not obliged to open up about and share the stuff they're going through. But I think when you see others do it, it kind of gives you permission to do it, to do it as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. Or even like when I, when I came uh, a couple of months ago with you guys, um, you know, that was my first time doing that. And, and Daryl told me about it, you know, this is, this is what we're doing. And then I sort of started researching. I'm like, are, are there other ones? And there just wasn't. You know, like, oh, there's one coming up in a couple of months and it's on the other side. It's up in Hornsby or some shit. You know, like it's, it's somewhere that's like, if it's an, it has to be convenient. Uh, if it's like, oh, I'm going to have to travel for that. You look for uh, any excuse to not go. Oh, it's too far. It's on a Saturday morning. Oh, I've got the whatever, blah, blah, blah. I've got, I've got an excuse that I can't do it. So trying to find ways to make it easier and easier access for people to just go look it's cheap it's close it's easy to get to um having coming back to you said like it's it's ingrained to just man up and you know deal with it yourself or man up and make a phone call man up and man up and go to a group that's fucking harder it's you know shutting up and not talking that's the easy thing that's for me that's the natural thing that's not manning up. That's fucking shutting down and going, not dealing with it. Myself. It's not like I'm going to man up and deal with it myself. It's not dealing with it at all. It's just shutting it down and then, you know, avoiding, I'm no good, avoiding 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
avoiding. Mm. Um, but yeah, man up and pick up your phone and call a friend. Yeah, the man up part really is fixing yourself, going facing the deep dark parts of yourself, your demons, and yeah. admitting that you're vulnerable. Up. Yeah, admitting that you're vulnerable. That's like one of the biggest things. Without you know, every time we have a group, I just say to the blokes, you know respect yourself for showing up because that is the hardest part i know the first time yep. i wanted to go to this group I've, I've put it off probably three or four times so yep. it's like oh fuck, i don't know that's that's a bit weird and da, da, da. but well once you've you been get talking into, to me about this for years yeah 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 i mean like how long did it take for me to come and show up yeah a long time yeah yeah and that's hard it's it's like yeah yeah i, I want to do this and it's different where i'm I'll hold something and I'll go on a podcast and I'll talk and I'll be there like for others. And then me, I'm going to go to this group for myself. That's, That's you know, I was being very vulnerable. Yeah. Like I knew you, I knew yourself, uh, knew of Chris and I didn't know the other guys that were there. And that was, that was hard for me. I mean, you guys saw me, I was quiet as a man until we got talking, mm. you know, in the corner on my own, just like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. Quite an extroverted sort of a person, but I'm just like, oh, this is weird for me. Out, well out of my comfort zone. Once we got going and, you know, the, the atmosphere was there, I was all right, which is what I think most guys are going to find. It's, it's, yeah, I, I think that once is Once you get thing. going, it's good. Yeah, once you get going, once you, once you can realise it is safe to open up and that people aren't going to judge you because that's probably another aspect of going along to these things. Like we may tend to judge ourselves and be like, oh, you should be, you know, harden up. Why are you weak? Why are you feeling upset? Why are you fucking, you know, almost in tears or in tears, whatever. But then you realize that everyone else is in the same situation, same position. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, fuck, hang on. It's okay to to say I'm, I fucking felt bad. I, you know, I wanted to fucking neck myself or something like that. Yeah, cool. But don't, yep. obviously don't do it. But talk about like say it out loud. You say it out loud. You, well, I find um, when I say this shit out loud, I release it a bit. And it's not that hey, I'm, I'm suicidal, or it's that I am having these thoughts, and I'm saying it out loud so it's not just thoughts, because then thoughts can become actions. If I say it out loud, and then other people can go, okay, well, why? Like, what's going on? Are you just not that you're over exaggerating, but are you? I guess fantasizing more than actually wanting mm. to do the action, you know, which is where I am most of the time. Like I have those thoughts, but then I'm, I'm in a, if I'm in a comfortable, uh, I guess, relationship where I can say it, or I've got some close friends that I can go, this is the shit that goes on in my head. Yeah. It's not that I'm going to jump in front of a train. It's that I have the vision of doing it. I don't want yeah. to. That's the point. I mean, if I, if I actually want to, to kill myself i would just fucking do it i wouldn't be seeking help i wouldn't be calling a friend i wouldn't be doing men's groups i wouldn't be doing podcasts and therapy i do therapy every couple of weeks if i actually wanted to die i wouldn't be taking those steps yeah that doesn't mean yep. that that shit's not there yeah and i, I think I that- wanna, sorry i just want to add something quickly too just on that point about vulnerability if i may um yeah so there's a quote that i recall it's um Brene brown and she talks about how vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. And, and vulnerability is that. Like we, we think of vulnerability as like something to be afraid of. And it's, it, it is pretty scary. But to be honest, being vulnerable 
in these kinds of settings is a sign of courage to open up and and to be truthful about what you're dealing with that's a sign of courage and then to have the support behind that, like to, to be able to be vulnerable and whether it's a you know relationship or a, a friendship or a brotherhood or, or whatever, being vulnerable and then having someone not validate it, but, you know, let you be vulnerable and support it. And like say exactly like that, this is good. This is brave. What you're mm. being vulnerable is okay. Mm. Because I think we've all been in positions or relationships or friendships where, You've been vulnerable and then regretted it yes. because you felt weak or you've made made to feel ashamed for it or or something. And then that will stick more. The negative is going to stick more than the positive. So yeah. that one time that you were shut down for being vulnerable is going to outweigh the 20 times that you were supported for it because that's what's going to stick in your head and you're going to be not traumatized, but you know, you're going to have that. I No, I can't do it. I can't. Uh, I was shut down that one time. And what if that happens again? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like going back into subconscious programming and you know, all the stuff that we had from childhood, if we had a shitty childhood, which many of us yeah. did. Um, that's, that is where those dark thoughts come from because that's yeah. what you what you had to deal with. Those were your defense mechanisms. and, and 100%. Yeah, and, I mean, I had a therapy session yesterday um, and it was like one of those some therapy sessions you walk out and you're like beaming you're like oh man it was really good that was yesterday's one was hard and we we broke down some stuff and we had a little um it really got into the early teens sort of stuff which is where a lot of the stuff now comes from and we broke Mm -hmm. into that and that was you know less than 24 hours ago so i'm still a little bit dealing with that but it's just when you're mid 40s and you're like how is something from 30 years ago, obviously that I didn't deal with. How is something from 30 years ago putting me now as a 43 year old in such a dark place? Sorry, I didn't even see behind me. Is that on my head? Um, yeah. How is something from so long ago still affecting my day to day life? 100%. I resonate with that too. And, and I'm reminded of another quote Carl Jung says if you don't make the unconscious conscious, It'll oh, yeah. rule your life and you'll think it's fate. And yeah. it's, it's like all this stuff that may have happened to us when we're younger can play and cause havoc in your life when you're older. And, and then this is who you are. That, that, exactly. That's your, that's your um, I guess, your dialogue is like, yeah, this is just who I am. This you're is how I am. That's like, bullshit. And, uh, you, you make a choice of who, who you are and how you are and you can create that yourself. Exactly. Or you can just, yeah, say, take it as fate. Go, yeah, look, I'm an absolute fucking jerk to everyone that's just who i am no why are you a jerk to everyone like what's going on exactly it's a pattern of behavior it's a survival mechanism it's it's something that you know you may have had a trauma in the past and this is how you deal and cope with your current issues yeah and that was it doesn't mean you can't control that you can't change that you can i had the uh um, and daryl can attest to this of the last decade or however long i really had the grumpy old man (laughs) <laughs> sort of yeah see there Daryl's laughing I was, I was just a gross Jared hates everyone he's just a bit of a jerk he's a bit I'm good to my friends but if you don't not like don't know me a bit of a grumpy old bastard and I stuck to that character that I had created and then that just became who I was and it's really been the last I don't know six to eight months of like no fuck that because by me being a grumpy old man 
other people see that and go, okay, oh yeah, whatever. It's part of the charm of like whatever, but that's a negativity that I'm putting on myself every day. And so by trying to break that and go, look, I'm going to be just nicer to people. Like you, you know, you, 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 you get out what you put in sort of thing. So if I'm putting this bit more positivity and calmer and nicer attitude out to people, then I'm going to attract nicer people within my circle and better friends, not other grumpy old men that are just, oh, we're all, <laughs> it's just this negative yeah. cycle and people that you're around then just associate you with being mean. And it would just be, it was a character that I started playing for no reason. I just fell into it and then just compounded on itself over a decade. Yeah, 100%. That's an important <laughs> distinction you make about how you don't attract you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. Like 100%. Your, your environment, your external environment will mirror what you are yeah. internally. Also, in, in saying that, the, I can't remember who it was, just that you raised young before, Chris. Um, thoughts become habits. Habits become actions or something like that. Thoughts become habits. Habits become something else. And then that becomes your baseline personality. Yeah. So it's like what you're thinking, your internal dialogue. And obviously when you get to the point where you're like, okay, why do I think this, you know, through therapy? Because I obviously I go to therapy as well. I've you know, done a whole lot of healing. And then you realize, I did a post yesterday saying that many things that we were taught through childhood, we need to relearn or unlearn because these things were just put in our mind. We might not necessarily agree with them and they've just become part of who we are because we've accepted that thought, which has become a habit, become a baseline personality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's the power of when you recognize that, okay, I can actually change who I am and how I want to be. And, and start doing the work, that's where the real fucking power is. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what you said. Like, you have to want that. Mm. Like, who you want to be, you have to want to change. It's all well and good to... I, mean, I went to therapy for years because I was told I had to. Yeah. You know, I was made to feel guilty or made to feel a little bit like, okay, there's something wrong. You've got a mental illness, depression. Okay, cool, great. But therapy became a negative you should go to therapy to fix that and almost became a punishment once yeah. I decided that I'm going to therapy for me, you know, and it takes a lot of time to find the right one. You know, the amount of therapists that I've been through because I don't have a, don't get along with them or don't have a rapport or a connection or like feel safe being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so where I am now is, is good, but now I go to therapy because I want to, and that money, the fucking couple of hundred bucks that I'm putting into it, and mosquitoes um is not like oh fuck i can't afford it this week or like it's not becoming a um financial strain it's like that's an investment yeah. 250 bucks for that hour that's an investment that's i i can buy shoes or, or food or what blah 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 it's like no that money's going to my mental health because what the fuck are good a new pair of shoes if i'm dead yeah fucking nice so, like it's, it's, it's been made um, a much more positive experience for me going to therapy. And some days you go and, you know, the days that you don't, you feel you don't need it. Like you're having such a good day and you've got a therapy session booked and you're like, hey, you know what? why am I going? Yeah. I'm all right, man. And then you go and then you start talking and you're like, 
they're the days that you need it the most because you're in the best headspace to talk about it. The days that I've been to therapy where I'm like, where I am not being good and you kind of feel like I really need this therapy session today because I'm not good. They're the days you go in and you're like, I can't talk because I'm too far already. I'm already too deep in myself, you know, like, so it's, and it's maintenance. It's, you know, don't go to a physio just because you're injured. Go to get a yeah. bit of a tune up, like, you know, get a massage because it's good and relaxing and it puts you in a better space. Like it's not always about fixing the problem that is immediate. It's just like it's a, a maintenance. Yeah, that's, that's exactly like, because I'm a carpenter and as you guys know, I'm just saying that for the people that will be listening to the podcast, doing a lot of physical work, obviously, you know, twisting, turning, lifting heavy shit. I used to go to see a Cairo every week. And then I started sort of every second week. I go to a, a psych every month, once a month. I'm doing like all different sorts of therapies, go to different modalities of alternative healing. It's like once you get on it and you start maintaining yourself, the, the, the overall balance just becomes better and you start yeah. elevate your mood daily. Like, you know, I used to be a grumpy old cunt too. Well, I was a grumpy young cunt, but your overall mood just lifts up and, and, you know, suddenly driving to work in peak hour traffic doesn't become such a chore and you want to fucking jump out and bash someone. It's like, yeah. Not, you know, it's, you're just calmer on the daily. Yeah. 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 So Jared, what would you say to any men that are out there on the fence thinking, yeah, they'd like to come to a group yet haven't actually made that call just just do it just book it it's like when you book a um you know you want a holiday you just book the flights you make everything else happen okay book the flights in six months from now and then we'll figure out everything else you know flights are on sale or whatever just book it in it's the same thing with this stuff i found just book it you know there's a good thing with with stuff like this that if it costs like it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg but if it's free you're not going to go no, if it's exactly. not something that's free is going to have no value. So like book your ticket and then put it in your calendar. Come along with no expectation, I guess, or pressure. And, you know, no one's going to make you do anything. You're welcome to just sit and listen. If you feel like saying something, say something. If you don't, don't. Um, I found a lot of benefit for talking in general, like having a mate or two and just the guys, I think we've really gotten away from, I think guys are afraid of doing guy things because it's the culture that we've got to, um, everyone's trying to be as open and accepting of everyone as they can. And by doing so, they neglect their own needs. Um, and then you could do like a women's group you know, hey, this is a women's only thing and no one's going to bat an eyelid. Oh, yeah. You do, a, this is a men's only thing and some people are going to be like, well, hey, yeah. why, aren't, why aren't women included? Because it's, mm. no girls allowed. You know, we're going to write it in crayon and stick it on the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's still a stigma and Daryl and I have also witnessed criticism still. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, sure. on some of, some of our ads and some of the promotional material that we've done of people who probably need this just as much. The, yeah. the lone wolf types, the um, the guys who feel the resistance, this kind of stuff. Those ones I was that, that are lone wolf. They probably I was that lone it. wolf for years. And you know what? The thing about being a lone wolf, it's fucking lonely. Yeah. 
Like it's shit. You feel like, oh, I don't need anyone. You, you do. You're just too afraid to ask for it. Yeah. You know, you feel like you're tough, like you're fucking, I don't know, you watch some movie and there's that Navy SEAL that's just going out, killing everyone, like the American sniper, you know, he doesn't need anyone. Well, if you actually watch the rest of that movie, yeah, he did. No, yeah. He's got PTSD, that's he's got crazy. his baggage, yes, he's got no exactly. way of getting it out. Exactly. Yeah. You need a community. You need a tribe that, um, oh, was it Sebastian? Younger. Sebastian Jung? Younger. Yeah. Sebastian Younger tribe. That book was amazing. I think everyone should read it. It's a nice short. It's a quick read. Yeah. Um, we need a tribe. You need a group of friends. You need something outside, especially, I can't relate to this, but the, you know, the guys that have wife and three kids, you know, and you've got that family unit and you're, you're providing and everything you do becomes about your wife and three kids. You know, that's your life and that's a, a, an amazing purpose. But what, do you, what is that guy doing to look after himself? Yeah, looking after everyone except himself. And that, that's uh, a good, giving a good purpose and meaning and that's why he's working and doing everything so hard. But can't pour from an empty cup. You know, take a couple of hours and hang out with some guys and, and not just, hey, we're going to the pub on Friday night and getting drunk because that's not a positive outlet. No, that takes away. Takes away, yep. It really does. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not sustainable either, especially when you're getting into our age group. Yeah, maybe when you're in your 20s, cool, whatever. But in our age group, you know, if I don't get eight hours sleep, I'm hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. Part of the sessions I'm doing in my program is um, one thing I said to guys was just be aware of where you're putting your energy because, you know, things like social media, the news, all that sort of thing, that actually takes away your energy because you, you, you get into it and you're like, oh, my God, what if this happens? You get, you know, yeah. start thinking weird shit. It, it detracts from your energy. So always try and do something. If Facebook gives you a, a lift up, like you have positive quotes or some shit, yeah, cool. Yeah. All good. Exactly. Always, always try and do something that's going to give you energy, fill your cup, just, mm. just like you said. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that can be, you know, like that lone wolf stuff can be good because sometimes you just need to be on your own and, and refuel on your own, go for mm. a walk, play, you know, put your PlayStation on and play that for an hour or two. Don't, don't spend the next 12 hours immersed in it, but you know, maybe that's a good little escape for a bit, but you do need a community. Um, yeah. I mean, social media does, has got the benefits and negatives, I guess, because you can feel like you're part of a community. You've got friends, you know, people that you've never met that are online, but maybe you can still communicate with, but then if you immerse yourself in that and then you neglect real life and face-to-face uh, -face interaction, you know, shaking someone's hand, giving a mate a hug, like yeah. you can't, you can't that digitally do that shit. No, no. That physical contact is, is, you need it. Well, it's like, you know, when you, you look at the Heart Math Institute and they have monitored all of these heart waves and, you know, um, toroids and energetic fields that come from the heart. And when you, when you hug someone and there's that genuine, uh, if you want to call it love and feeling or even just nice, feeling you feel that from each other and that's yeah. something that you won't get online it's like 20 20 seconds for a hug and you or like physical contact 20 seconds for a release of oxytocin mm -hmm. okay, and yep. 
I mean, you know, pat your dog, you know, hug yeah. your dog for 20 <laughs> seconds and then you, you both get that oxytocin release. Um, it, it's, it's really important. And being that lone wolf, you lack that. Yeah. You know, you distance it is, yourself. It is healthy to, to be alone because then you get time to reflect. You get to see where, you know, you sit with your thoughts. I do it too. Like I used to be very solitude i do still like solitude i like to sit or go to the bush by myself for a couple of days but having that time to also let thoughts come to you not to be constantly distracted and and especially in the city it's so easy and to to let these things come to you like you know you said you had a few thoughts of of things through your childhood and that came up and then you can sit with it in a session with your therapist or talk to your mates about it and it's, it's beneficial to have that, even if it is an hour, half an hour. Yep. Yep. Just by yourself, sit with yourself, not not look at your phone, not do anything, sit in the park or wherever. And that's that's also really powerful. Yeah, that's what I find. I mean, if you've got a dog, you've got to walk it. So yep. that's there's that hour of even if you just put some music on, take the dog for a walk. It's it is a big part of my mental health. Is, is doing yeah. that it can be therapeutic yeah. self-reflection that time 100 percent. yeah all right well we've hit roughly half an hour um cool so yeah if you guys want to end with something or anything um i mean just more and more of these chats you know, like podcasts are great. They're a good way for people to, I guess it's a step, people that might be on the fence to going to, you know, a group or, or taking, don't even go into a group, but maybe it's just a matter of messaging a few mates and just going, hey, let's, let's go out for dinner. Let's have a yeah. chat. You know, like it doesn't have to be an organized, you know, mental health workshop meetup sort of a thing. Just sort of give people that little nudge to go, if you need it, your, your mates probably need it too. Yeah. If you're thinking about that, you're not alone. Everything that I go through in my head at the time, I'm the only person in the world that's ever gone through it. This is, you know, world record. First time that some guy in his 40s has wanted to off himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not. Okay. So if you're, you're thinking about it, um, your mates are probably in a similar boat. Or if they're not, they might be in a good position to have a chat and shed a different light on it for you to help. You know, it may be completely uh, selfish. Like, hey, guys, let's go out for dinner because I need it. And if they're your mates, they'll do that. They'll make time. If the real mates will go, yeah, no worries, man. You know, maybe I can't do dinner, but hey, can you do breakfast on Sunday or some shit? You know, like yeah. if they're your mates and you just go, hey, I, I need this. Um, and which is hard to say. Yeah. Sometimes you'll burst into tears saying it. You go, hey, I need a mate right now. And if they're your, if they are a friend, then they'll fucking be there. And if they're not, if they try to make excuses and they're just, and you, you, it really sheds light on who's there for you yeah. or vice versa. If you see, you know, you're good and you see a friend, you know, a friend that's struggling, take them out. Hey, mm -hmm. let's go, let's go yeah. have a chat. Let's have a coffee. Yeah. Be that friend for somebody. Be that friend for somebody because they may, it, it, that's easier than asking for help. Offering help's easier than asking for help. As long yeah. as you're offering genuine 
help and genuine time, fuck money. Time is the most valuable thing that we all have. Yeah. You know, be on time, be early. What if you're, if you're, um, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're five minutes late. Be early, be there for a friend, offer your time. And, you know, you don't know, you could be saving a life just by doing that. Yeah, especially because I know friends have done it for me and I know the impact. They don't know the impact they've had, but I know the impact that they've had by doing that. That's a good point. Just that bit of kindness for you, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So on that somber note, (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell. Here's your little love having me in for a chat. Light of the light of the day. It's it's real, man. That's what we like. Being real. Being genuine, and, that, being down to earth. and that's the thing. The statistics—I don't know what they are—but the statistics for guys in our age group that are committing suicide—they're not good. fucking why. I, and I'm, you know, I've, I've got them here actually. Them. You've got them. Bring them up. I've got them here actually. So Australian men are more vulnerable to commit suicide, making up three out of every four suicide-related deaths in Australia. And a recent survey from the Bureau of Statistics in 2021, this is not the most recent, but it found that Australian men are three times more likely to die by suicide than women, with over 2,500 suicide deaths recorded among males in 2021, compared to female deaths, which were around 816. And we've, we've touched on this before, we, we usually share these statistics at the beginning of our meetups, is that um, Australians are using online mental health care services more than ever since COVID. It's, yeah. it's, it's skyrocketing. Um, the most recent statistic is 612,000 Australians are using support groups, online treatment services, call centres. It's, it's a hot topic, but for, for very valid reasons. Yeah. yeah, and it's just getting more and more comfortable for people to be able to say that, just to, to speak up. And, and I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of online things. Um, you know, even stuff like this, uh, this is the first time I've done a zoom podcast. Cause I do, I much prefer things in person. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. like therapy, I mean, you know, I had the option of doing zoom calls for therapy. It's like, no, I'm coming in even like the height of COVID. I'll wear a fucking mask. I don't care. I'm, I'm in the room. Um, you can't replicate that face to face contact with whatever it is. Yeah. That's that's why these groups are so good. You could do I'm not, the the Zoom calls that you guys do, it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me, and it works for some people, and some people can only do it because of time constraints, and like I said, families and whatever, they can go to the office for an hour to do a call, but um, you can't replace physical like in the room properly having a chat, and it is the most uncomfortable thing, but therefore you're going to get the most benefit out of it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, COVID, COVID definitely changed the things. We, I'm, I've always preferred the in person. We had to go online simply because of the lockdown and shit. Yeah, the restrictions. Yeah. However, COVID has also left because when people go into dark places and they've had anxiety or depression and haven't dealt with it, it's still there. There's still yeah. an element of it there. There's you know body disassociation. There's there's other factors. You know people start getting panic attacks for random reasons because they've got that, that has now registered in their system. And until they get it out, it's there. So after COVID, there's, there's been a lot of changes and we really, we need to fix them. 
Yeah, well, we need to get back to, you know, everything was in person. Pre-COVID, everything was in person. Yeah. Let's get back to that. You know, start yeah. retreats. Let's fuck off to the mountains for two days and just camp. Yeah. And, you know, we're, organizing, we're organizing one soon, so I'll fill you in on that as well. Yeah, good. Um, probably a two or three day. Um, so just, yeah, for any guys that's li- that are listening, our event is in Surrey Hills at the KMDI gym, 100 Chalmers Street, Surrey Hills. Jared's gym is the boss there. Um, Chris and myself will be joining there with men's business and the focus will be on mental health. We'll have, obviously, we, we start with acknowledgement to the tr- traditional custodians. We have a cup of cacao, complimentary cup of cacao. We go through the statistics. Uh, a lot of sort of deep stuff comes up. Uh, it's all held in confidence. You don't have to talk if you don't want to. We obviously do not make guys say anything if they don't want to. Uh, a bit of physical warm-up. Uh, we'll be talking a lot about how to deal with mental health, how to deal with mental health, ways to do that, um, giving tips, etc., from all of our experiences. And... Have I gotten anything? I'll talk a little bit about addictions. Um, yep. a, a lot about discipline, motivation. Um, I'll bring a lot of that stuff in. Uh, stuff that helped me. Um, the dog will be here. So if you like dogs, yeah, my a, dog will be here. So that, that's worth the entry fee on its own. He's an awesome dog. Bear. Yeah, he's, he's, American, he's a big part of American therapy stuff. as well. He is. Nice. Chris? Oh, I just wanted to add um, back to what Jared was saying. Like, if you feel that resistance or if you identify with being that lone wolf type, you know, there's a reason that's there. And I think like what Jared said, just buy a ticket. What have you got to lose? Yeah. Come along. Like it, it, it's, there's, there's definitely going to be a lot packed into the day and um, you'll get some benefit in some way. Yeah. Buy the ticket, take the ride. That's it. Face your demons. Cool, guys. Cool. All right. Thank you, Jared. Nice. And I'll, uh, I'll see you. you. See you. See you guys in a week. Yeah. Yep. Cool, man. Have a great day. Thanks, cool. Jared. See you all. Bye. Bye.